Hey, what's up guys? Episode 2 of Inside the Strength Box. Well, Inside My Car. To really think of a more catchy name than that. Um, if anyone has any ideas of what I can actually call it, then holler at me. Anyway, so I dropped a post about this earlier actually. Um, how to optimize and maximize a fight camp on the strength condition, conditioning uh, side post-lockdown. So we're in a, a time now where, as of today, there's many fighters already got dates set um, and people over the next few weeks will be getting back to their full routine of training. So I thought it would be a good idea just to talk a little bit about some key points that you should bear in mind when you're putting together your strength and conditioning program over the next few weeks. Um, it is very date dependent, so obviously there's people who, since lockdowns kind of eased off a little bit, fight dates are probably, I would say, anywhere between six and 12 weeks. Now, if it's 12 weeks, a good amount of time, uh, you can do a camp as normal. You can have your prep weeks. You can go into your, you know, structural stuff, building your foundations, building your base, make sure your aerobic capacity is there, um, and, and do a camp as normal. If you're on the upper end of that scale, so the six weeks period, it's going to be very much dependent on how much, or I guess how little, you've been doing previously. So, I'm going to talk obviously generically, but if you've done absolutely nothing and you're fighting in six weeks' time, it's going to be a lot more of a struggle than if you've been ticking over and you've got another 12 weeks. So, as I said, I, I did a little post about this, um, and I don't actually think I can even remember the points put on the post, but I think I said something like the three things that you need to bear in mind, one being to basically you need to skill train as much as possible and that's that's point number one um no matter how long you've got but especially if you're fighting within the next six to eight weeks you need to be boxing or if you're mma you need to be drilling as possible drilling as much as possible you need to be doing your sport as much as you can uh over the last was it two to three months of lockdown majority of people haven't done any fight specific stuff so getting back the sharpness spending time on their craft is is point number one you have to do that you need to be doing your bad bag work your pad work your technical stuff as much as possible just to blow off the cobwebs like you're not going to lose your ability but you're definitely going to lose your sharpness your reactions your your, your conditioning um, and so it's important to spend as much time as you can and especially if you're fighting in the next six to eight weeks I would suggest that your program is as high as 90% on your fight specific stuff and that kind of leads into point number two like prioritizing conditioning by doing your sport specific sessions you're going to be ticking your conditioning work anyway so when we look at conditioning, it doesn't have to be, you know, runs and, and air bikes and cycling and all that sort of stuff. Like the best conditioning for fighting is fighting. Um, and I had this conversation with Mark and a couple of the coaches yesterday. 
during his sort of grappling sparring. Like, if we want him to get fitter at grappling, then we need to be grappling. Simple as that. So, by doing your fight-specific sessions, you're going to be getting that specific conditioning as well. And I, I say prioritise conditioning because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to improve everything at once. You can't do that under normal circumstances, but especially not going to be able to do that when you've got a limited time frame. Um, so you have to make a sacrifice. And for me, when you're weighing up the, you know, conditioning versus strength, conditioning is more important because you, you don't want your fighter to gas out, you know. You need your fighter to be able to do the rounds. So get their conditioning up by performing their sport, sparring, bag work, if you're in MMA, drilling, grappling, jiu-jitsu, um, and focus on that. And from a strength standpoint, just maintain. Now, when you're maintaining from a strength conditioning standpoint, it probably means that your sessions are going to have to be very different. They're going to have to be shorter in duration so that your fighter can spend more time recovering and also being doing those sports sessions. If you try and stick to your normal, I don't know how long people do, but 60 to 90 minutes of strength conditioning, it's going to be way too much. So your sessions are going to have to be shorter. So for me personally, with the lads now, over the first sort of few weeks, I've been keeping sessions to around the 45 minute mark. And I think that works quite nicely. And that's more than enough time. But you don't want to be going 90 minutes on your strength condition. It's just going to lead to too much fatigue. And it almost becomes a case of, well, it's always a case of sort of minimal dose response. But your strength conditioning is almost going to be based around keeping them fresh, keeping them as injury free as you can so they are able to perform those higher loads and higher volumes of uh, boxing sessions, MMA sessions. So again, this leads into my third point. So we've had prioritize your sporting sessions. We've had prioritize conditioning. Now it's a case of managing fatigue. Now we know our fighters go a hundred miles per hour. Like we know that for facts, they're going to go a hundred miles an hour under normal circumstances. So in particular, if you take away their sport for two months, their desire to go from zero to a hundred is going to be there as well. So we just need to be mindful of that. And so from a strength conditioning point of view, what can we do? Well, we can reduce the loads on our end. As I said, we've already said that they need to be doing their sport-specific sessions as much as they can. So we don't want to cut time, volume from that. We want to cut it from our strength conditioning sessions. So 45 minutes, doing what you've got to do, job done. Injury prevention from that has to be a priority. You know, making sure we are doing enough to keep them fresh and get a little bit of a stimulus that they can can maintain um, their strength levels. So what I've done from that with my guys is working just heavy singles um, where they get in the stimulus they need 
but not enough to fry their central nervous system, not enough to leave them too leggy the next day. Um, and once you're monitoring your loads, it's really important that you are spotting these signs of overtraining and, and fatigue and stuff like that. So monitoring sleep, sleep quality, sleep duration, monitoring muscle soreness, physically, mentally, how they feel in energy levels, um, doing some sort of central nervous system test. Uh, so one that I do with the guys. So I always do it on the second session of the week because um, that's when you're really going to see the fatigue. It's just a counter movement jump. Do three reps and take their um, the average. Do another set. Take the best average set for the um, two of them and just compare that to baseline. And, you know, if you've got anything above a 10% drop off, you know that they're probably a little bit more fatigued than normal. Um, again, monitoring training loads, so whether that's doing an RPE times duration, whether that's doing a tonnage, so your sets times reps um, times load, you need to be tracking how much they're doing and making sure that they're not spiking. And again, from a strength conditioning point of view, if there is adjustments that need to be made, then those adjustments need to come from your strength conditioning um, sessions. So. Yeah, that's a quick overview of what I would prioritize in a fight camp. So rounding up, what I've said is they need to be doing their fight specific sessions as much as possible in order to get their sharpness back, get their all those habits that they're used to back, their reactions back, um, all that sort of stuff. But as a knock-on effect of that, they're going to build their conditioning up as well. So don't think that you have to do X amount of runs per week. You don't. Going and sparring is ticking that box. Going and grappling is ticking that box, you know. Um, so just bear that in mind and just analyze those sessions you're doing. What am I getting out of this pad session? Uh, you know, was it technical for long duration? All right, cool. You probably ticked off your aerobic capacity work. You can save yourself. You don't have to go on a long run now. You can rest up, recover or work on game plan stuff. You know, so that was point number two. And then the last one was just managing fatigue, just making sure you're not doing too much too soon. Uh, you know, I've had it with my guys. They they know what they used to lift and they've said, you know, oh, can we put this on the bar? Can we lift this amount? It's like, let's not rush it. We're, we're starting from not square one, but we're starting from a little bit further back than we were. Let's earn the right to progress through the loads and through the exercises. Um, and make sure that we're not going to be spiking it too much. And, you know, you might feel great one day and look to push the weight and do a little bit more. But what you might find if that's not a calculated amount, a few days later, probably like around three days later, you're going to feel a little bit more fatigued uh, than you were. So when you're putting your plans together, what I would say is don't expect the same you that you had pre-lockdown. You will get there. Um but just manage it, calculate it, and just make sure it's it's progressively overloading you rather than going from zero to maxing out, whatever it is, and it's just not going to be good for anyone. But as I said, people are going to be doing six to 12 weeks camps now. Um, boxing's coming back, MMA's coming back, which is great, but those are just a few things that you can do to help you along your way. So that's me. I'm out. I think it's about 20 minutes again. Probably a little bit longer, actually. Uh, sure.
but yeah any suggestions or future topics or any suggestions on names for this little car series that i've been doing get at me and uh hope you enjoyed it